Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Hello, parents and guardians. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know of a resource that I have for you. It's free of charge, doesn't cost you anything. But if you look in the description of the episode, you'll see a link that you can download this two-page document. And it talks about the different wiring of children, the D style, the I style, the S style, and the C style. And you'll be able to use this as a reference as we go through these episodes, talking to you about how your children are wired and what's the best way to communicate to them. And now for our show. Well, welcome, welcome parents and guardians. I wanna welcome you back to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. And today I wanna conclude or talk about the D-wired child, the dominant child. Hi, my name is Stan Lewis and I'm an executive director with the John Maxwell team. And I'm excited to have you here with us today as we discuss the D-wired child. So let's first start off with their strengths. Uh, they're confident and driven, really re results oriented. They're, they're task oriented. And I'm a D, I have to admit today I'm gonna to be talking about myself, good and bad. And I am very task-oriented and sometimes to the exclusion of things that would be a benefit to me and, and the exclusion of things that would be a benefit to me also. But uh, sometimes that could be a stumbling block. It could be a blind spot. But they are decisive and they are action takers. Now, they're annoyed by people who are indecisive. You know, because the, the D-wire child, they know what they want. They know what they want to do. And if they're having to wait behind somebody that's, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do, it, it can be annoying. Let me give you an example. It's sort of like going to a restaurant and you go in and you know exactly what you want. And there's somebody in front of you and they ask them, hey, what would you like? And they start perusing the whole menu. Well, for a D-wired person, that'll just drive them crazy. And again, I'm a D-wired person, so sometimes it does. But parents, you got to realize that uh, if you're being indecisive about things, it could be a detriment to the relationship between you and your child. Uh, you know, as something that they could take advantage of your indecisiveness, which is something you don't want to have happen. Uh, under pressure, they become uh, resistant, rebellious. They don't like to be forced into doing anything. Remember, a D-wired child wants to be in control. Uh, these say what they think, and they're very direct. So they run the risk of hurting other people's feelings. And, and this is important. They say what they think, and they're very direct. That is how they are built and you have to give them some training and, and so that they can take this blind spot, call it what it is, uh, and not have that be a major detriment in their life. But the way that God made them, uh, they will say what they think, and they're going to be very direct. And sometimes that's going to hurt other people's feelings. So if they're direct 
with you and, and say what's on their mind, a lot of times that's not out of malice. That, that That's not meant to uh, hurt you or to harm you. It's just who they are. Now, there are times when it's not appropriate and you have to call them out on it. I'm not saying let them get away with it. My dad and mom never let me get away with it, but I'm just saying that's part of their makeup. Now, most times they're not trying to hurt someone's feelings. Uh, they're just stating the facts with uh, no fluff. It, it, they just lay it out there. But again, uh, sometimes you, you got to have them tweak their language a little bit. It's all part of growing. Now, when disciplining or correcting your dewired child, give one warning, max. Then immediately go to your uh, corrective action for them. And you, you don't want to say, well, I, I tell you what, I, I told you one time. Okay, so now I'm telling you again, two is too many. One is enough. And I would say this for all kids, but particularly the D-wired child, one warning is enough, then immediately go to your correction for them. Get right to the point with them. Focus on action and be specific about what needs to be done to correct their inappropriate behavior. Now, parents, they, they're going, this is going to require you to be sensible and logical with them. Uh, they tend to rebel when discipline lacks a logical explanation or sense of fairness. Now, there are going to be times when you ask your child to do things and you do not have the time at that point to explain why you want them to do it or to address a sense of fairness. I totally get that. But whenever you can, take the time with a dewired child and walk them through the logic path and, and uh, talk to them about the sense of fairness. And, and one lesson we all got to learn is not everything is fair. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Life is not fair. Unfair things are going to happen. You're going to have to get up, dust yourself off, and move on down the road and, and let it go and move forward. And that's what you have to teach your children and particularly the dewired child. Clarify who's in charge. <laughs> you know, there, there are some parent households, and I'm, I, I'm not talking about parents. I, I don't mean to pick on any particular person. But there are times where all parents don't really clarify who's in charge. But with a D-wired child, you have to clarify who's in charge. And don't give in to their ultimatums because you're the mom. You're the dad. You're the guardian. You're the uncle, aunt whatever guardianship position that you have, you're in charge. Act like it. Do not give in to ultimatums. Teach them to accept the importance of limits and boundaries. Even if they don't agree, that's okay. You know, I'm seeing it this way. You're seeing it this way. But as my dad used to tell me, well, you know, son, when you get grown and you get your old house, all right, you could change the limits. You could change the boundaries. But while you're here being brought up in my house, here are the limits. 
care of the boundaries. Now, if you can get your dewired child to articulate some limits and boundaries upon themselves, that's even better because anytime you can get anyone to articulate an ideal, hey, they usually will take ownership of it. And that's true in this instance also. To motivate them, give them an opportunity to be in charge of something. Parents, this is a goal mine. If you got a D-wired child that you want to motivate them, show them something that you want them to do, tell them how to do it, and then let them do it. You know, I've been a role ranger leader in the role ranger ministry for, oh my goodness, over 25 years. And I work with young boys and teens. One thing that I've learned when I show them how to do something and I tell them how to do it and I let them do it, that's when the magic starts happening because when they take charge and they take ownership of a task, that's a growing opportunity. And you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. They're not going to do it like you're going to do it. They're not you. So they're going to do it a little bit different. But here's the thing. Does it work? Did it accomplish the task? Did it accomplish the task with excellence? It does not matter if it wasn't done like the way you would have done it. Was the task done? And was the task done with excellence? If it was, then great. Praise them for it. If there are areas where you need to tweak some things, tweak it and say, hey, really good job on these areas that you did here. You take care of these couple here. And man, you're going to be beyond awesome. So praise them appropriately and give them the opportunity to be in charge. Challenge them to develop a greater appreciation for the opinions, feelings, and desires of others. Encourage, encourage him or her to put a little more energy into the details. Now, <laughs> my wife, she's an S-type personality, so she's in the process. I'm not. I'm a D, okay? So sometimes I need to put more energy into the details. I mean, I'm great at seeing the big picture and things that need to be done. However, the details are important. And you need to encourage him to put extra energy into that because that's not his natural strong suit. That's not her natural strong suit. So you got to give them the channel more of their energy there to shore up that blind spot. Also, sweet spot statements for your D-wire child. I like that you are very confident in yourself. I like the way that you took charge of that situation. And I didn't even have to ask you to clean that area up. You went, you saw it, you knew it needed to be done, and you took care of it. Great job. I'm not talking about handing out trophies for doing nothing. You get more of what you praise. So with this D-wired child, you want to use sweet spot statements that let them know that you're that uh you're confident in them and things are going to make them feel confident of themselves. And then, you know, it's just like taking a wind-up toy. You just wind them up. Man, you did a great job. There's these one or two things that you need to do. And you take care of that. You're going to be awesome to set, the, set them down and let them go. And like a wind-up toy, pew, off they go. 
and they're going to do it again. They're not going to do it like you're going to do it, but the more they do something, the more experience that they get, the better child you're going to have that you're rearing as a parent. Other things you can say, I, I like that you set your mind to something and you go after it. Or you can say, I like that you are committed and decisive. These are all magical words for the D-wired child. Now, that's basically all that I have for you uh, for this particular episode. You know, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about family communication and what I hope and what I've been trying to encourage you to do, parents and guardians, is to engage and interact with your children, to learn to speak to them in their language and find out about your language too, so that they in turn know how mom and dad, how you as a guardian need to be spoken to. They learn about your language so when they come to you, they speak to you in a manner that you're going to understand. And you're also, by having them do this, when they go out into the real world as adults, they already know that they're going to be different types of people and they are ready to effectively communicate and connect with other people. But it starts in the household. All right. It starts with good family communication. Well, that's all that we have for you for this particular episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you would like an assessment, we would love to send you an assessment. You'll find a link to my website where you can purchase an assessment for your child. And if you look at it and go, well, Stan, I, I got four kids. And for me to, to, to get those assessments, I, I just can't afford that. Well, then email me at slewis at inwardjourney.com, slewis at inwardjourney.com. And inward is without, without an I inwardjourney.com. And you'll also find my email address out here. Email me. There, there's no shame in that. Here's what my number one goal is. My number one goal is to come stand beside you as parents and guardians and help you become the best version of your family that you can become and become the best version of parent that you can become. So again, until next time, go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.